find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous, yes, the award-winning and 2023 podcast nominated show, Behind the Baller, a.k.a. BTB. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known to many as the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson, a.k.a. I always get the last laugh. It is Monday we are in the month of June. It is gloomy. And guys, this show is always and will continue to be 100% museum quality podcasting. I am a professional podcaster, guys. Okay, I have accepted that. This is a globally top ranked show. And this show is brought to you and produced by the eight time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis. Yes, that's really his name. And Jordan Winter with original music by Lakey and theme song by Illegal Cartel. Yo, I really hope everyone had a great week. Um, we'll get into mine in a second. I really think that we are closer than you guys think to bringing back Thursday episodes and going back to two BTB episodes a week. Yes, two episodes and part three, right? I'm not talking about we're going to we're going to continue part 3 the shit is heating up and everything like that and um i've been really thinking about it we aren't there yet i'm also thinking about video i have a podcast studio shit is for real now you know um but we're getting there guys okay so miles hit the army off with the beat you know something nice something vibey and let's get this show started for real My company, Captain Picks, is cooking right now in the sports betting world. MLB, UFC, NHL, Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, French Open, PGA, props, parlays. Sports betting is meant to be a team game. Come join the captains, me, and our algorithms. Use promo code BTB for 30% off any package. Before we begin, um, got some sad news. I'd like to uh, say rest in peace to an old friend, Avante Rose, a.k.a. AR. For those of you who really know the rapper The Game, um, you would know AR. He was everywhere where Game was throughout the heydays and throughout, you know, most of the 2000s. I kind of lost touch with Game. and We're cool now and everything. Uh, we've always been cool. I'm just saying... Um, AR was his right-hand man, and um, he passed away last week. Uh, he took his own life. It's a really sad situation. I hadn't seen him in years, and it's crazy. Um, about a month ago, I was at a barbecue, and it was the worst day of my entire life as far as my mental health, and uh, I was going through it really bad. I hadn't seen the kids. I had no contact. I was just going through a bunch of other things. It was just, it was a weird fucking day. 
And uh, I ran to my boy Damo, who's also part of Black Wall Street, and he's doing his own thing. And I just asked about him. I was like, yo, is everything cool with him? You know, and um, he was like, nah, bro, he's, you know, he's kind of going through it. And um, he'd been bad for a minute. And um, I'm not going to get so much into it, man. This is, um, I mean, I am a journalist, you know, to a certain extent. But uh, rest in peace, man. It's fucking sad. Also in news, Jamie Foxx. He's making headlines. Um, AJ Benza, who I always thought was a fucking douche, broke some story with Dr. Drew. I don't even know why the fuck, whatever. I mean, we'll get into it in a second. But, but basically saying that he's had a stroke, which I've already mentioned a while ago, a month ago or so, um, before anyone said anything. Then his daughter went on there saying a couple things, saying he was playing pickleball. And I was like, yo, that's cap. And how do I know? Just I don't speak on shit unless I know, no, right? But got everyone going crazy saying he got it from the COVID vaccine and who knows if that's fucking even true and who, who I don't know, it's just, it's just stupid. Okay, again, I broke it on here a month ago that he had had a stroke. I know a lot of people from the inside that run with them. But more importantly, you know, um, weird thing about Jamie and, and me is um, I've actually never got along with Jamie. Right, and this is this is some I'm bashing him or nothing, right? I've I've slightly known Jamie on the slightest possible level for almost thirty years, right? We've always kept it cordial here and there. He's a dick early, early on, and that don't mean I wasn't a fan still, right? And um, more importantly, that doesn't take away how multi-talented this man is, right? And more, more so, I don't want any man to suffer, let alone, this is fucking some really big accusations, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I don't want to see, you know, this just sucks, you know, especially, you know, he, dude's got kids. It's just a weird fascination with his situation or with any celebrity when it comes to like health conditions or whatever the fuck it is, or sexual orientation or something. It's, it's none of our business. And obviously his family's trying to cover it up, whatever, and it's they're trying to keep it under wraps. And that means they don't want us to know. So fuck it. It's again, it's none of our business, right? So I just wanted to say some prayers out to him and his family. And um, yeah, that's enough of that. You know, for the most part, guys, it was it was a slow week. And not to sound, you know monotonous in a way, but th this is 100% the toughest time of my life. I will not front and act like it's not. Sometimes you catch someone on the wrong day at the wrong time, right? Yes, you can catch them on a good day too. But when you catch someone on the wrong time, at the wrong time, the wrong day, you got to be prepared. You know what I mean? Like you, you really got to be prepared. And the thing is, I try to assess it sometimes. You know, I got people I know who will have a really bad day, not want anybody to know about it, but then maybe they're having a problem with someone specifically. And then they'll be cool with someone who's insignificant or they'll be cool with someone who's actually significant and act like it's cool with them. But if you're in a bad mood, be in a fucking bad mood especially if you're in that bad of a mood that you're ready to fuck someone else's day up. I'm not saying fuck everyone else's day up, but if you could put forth the effort to try to make it seem like you're all right, then you can fucking make the effort and try to make amends. That's how I feel. 
right? But this week was fucked up for me, straight up. I don't know if anyone's ever been through something, you know, like this before. But it's one thing to have somebody lie on you. But when you have someone who's been your family for a very long time, or family, to tell blatant lies about you, someone that, you, no, I'm talking about, it ain't like you cool with them. I'm talking about someone that you financially supported, you carried, you know, you changed the life and the quality of their life. To hear them say crazy things when you know in your mind is absolute cap and you got receipts on them, that shit is hard to hear in person. You know, to have multiple chances to say something, to tell your side, and you decide to selectively choose something else, aka lie. On someone who's been good to you. And I'm talking about because you're scared of the consequences, right? Because you've had plenty of chances to go on the attack in complete confidentiality too. And, and you went off about many things, right? This is the family member, right? But then all of a sudden, you bring out some wild, out of the leftist of left fields, that shit can jade you. That shit could change how you see people and society in general, right? And I, I won't let it jade me. Of course, the, I know that there are good people on this earth. But it shows a lot about how money can change people in other situations too, but I'm saying specifically how money can change people and how desperate someone can get. Like It's not like hanging on a limb of a branch desperation right i'm talking about it's more like being on top of a tree that's being chopped down and you got plenty of time to climb down that tree let's just say you got months okay but you decide to take a nap you know it's in the back of your mind you decide to tell people oh my god you know i'm scared whatever hang out a little bit have a snack you know go see some friends whatever Kind of ignore it. What the fuck are you doing? Get down. Get off the tree. Find a more strong, like a stronger foundation. Find a stronger tree. Find some oak. Find something that can't be cut down. Right? Especially when you have someone that you trust give you a warning. And then others try to tell you, right? But you don't want to listen. You stay on the tree while it's being chopped down. And all I ask is why. A couple people sometimes, you know what I mean, you, you get thrown a rope. You know, you might have a temporary parachute thrown to you. But at the end of the day, you know this tree is not going to survive. All right, we're spot, you know, I'm, I'm obviously metaphorically speaking, right? Desperation by definition means typically one which results in rash or extreme behavior. Let me tell you, desperation is very sad to watch, to witness it in person, especially when you know that person is involving or are involving decent people. It's like when times are tough, they think that's their only option. What I do, 
when I run out of options, you face the music. No matter what. That's how you build adversity, right? That's how you toughen your skin up. You take the high road. But that's the problem with entitlement. I didn't get here today and I didn't get to where I am in life by lying and cheating or stealing. That could work for a little bit, right? To truly become an icon or, you know, solid. Nah. Okay. I hated to work hard when I was a kid, but my parents instilled that ethic in me. I appreciate them for that. No matter what PTSD I got from them because of that, it taught me survival. And when you don't get called out for your actions and you are always enabled by your friends and family or you pick and choose who you want to be because you're around people who are enablers, then you will eventually be woken up by the loudest alarm clock you've ever experienced. Okay? Desperation also comes from bad preparation. And I feel no sympathy for those who try to take away from others. And what I mean is, You can co-create a business. You could even name the business, right? Be on the same team, whatever it is, you know, okay. But if all you did was just clean the gym, you know, clean the office, kept the bench warm while others put up the scores and brought home championships, this ain't fucking the NBA. This ain't baseball. Don't expect a ring for participations with all events in life. Right. And again, to those who didn't contribute, cool. All right. But if someone undoubtedly contributed more to the wins, and let's just say they're the MVP, why is it called MVP? Most valuable player, maybe the most valuable person. You're mad because you want to be celebrated more than the MVP when you're actually like in third place, maybe. Statistically speaking, when has third or fourth place, even second place, when have they ever received more awards or notoriety than the winner? They don't. The delusion and entitlement kicks in. You think you do. Okay. And let me tell you something. Unsuccessful people gravitate towards each other and create unsuccessful crews. And sometimes they try to bring you in until you catch the bullshit, right? In these last 60 days, I have learned a lot about myself and what life really means to me. And when I leave this earth, I know I will have done all that I could as a man and as a father. I also feel like at this very moment, I've laid down a blueprint for Asians and anyone who just wanted more for themselves. Like last year and even the earlier part of this year, I was really content with things, you know, over the last few years. And that might've been a little problem for me, right? For my situation that I'm in and whatever, and not always being on your guard or whatever. And and still, I prepared still, you know, pretty well. But right now, I am sitting really like for real, recharging the batteries. And I ain't sitting on some motherfucking Apple iPhone charger. 
I'm sitting on one of them anchor. You know what I'm saying? A-N-K-E-R. I'm sure you Amazon motherfuckers know. I'm on an anchor 100 watt charger and my batteries are getting powered up for real. All right, that's how we started the show. That's how we get it. But you know, before we get into the break, I just wanted to speak again into the fact that shit is slow right now. Money is not being spent the way you think it is. And there's exceptions to the rule for some things. Big corporations are scared to spend. Let me remind you, we are in a recession. There is, the, the world is in the most hurt, fucked up place in the world. And I'm not about fear mongering. That's not my thing. This ain't the COVID. This ain't the pandemic. But people are so sensitive these days that they will blame anything. And maybe that's their therapy. Maybe it makes them feel better, but that shit ain't it. Okay. People throw around too much shit on social media. And I am just, just such a, in such a fucked up place with social media. Social media used to be a cool ass place to talk shit crack jokes just really just it was therapy in a way right and for some people it's it's a good place to put someone on blast too you don't want them to go kill themselves and whatever right but now it's just too much all people want to do today is just cancel motherfuckers and discuss who's woke and and who's a racist and all this other shit that's why i'm on social media less and less these days right just worried about my family you got people hating on gays, hating on Jews, hating on black people. Like, you got people just crazy shit. And I'm not being insensitive. But people are throwing around the word abuse way too loosely when the, it's so disrespectful for those who really been abused. And yes, verbal abuse is a thing. But take it from me, someone who has mental health issues, especially right now, especially what I went through as a kid, I would never compare being bullied online to being beaten and raped. Because when you add that, all the above takes into effect with those types of fucking horrible acts. Okay? I'm just saying People get scared and will call the police. People are so happy these days. And they will sue you. They will call the police on you because they're scared. But don't they don't have anything to back it up. They don't have a real cause. How the fuck you sue somebody for being scared? Toughen the fuck up. It's not easier said than done. Surround yourself around the right people or just stay solo dolo. And exercise your mind like you would exercise anything that needs strengthening. If you can go to the gym and get physically fit, then you can deal with people you don't know talking shit. Even the people that you do know. I'm dealing with some shit right now. What I think a lot of it is, is when you got a guilty conscience because you've made some poor decisions, and then that paranoia gets the best of you and it creates what? Anxiety. How about don't do dumb shit? Don't make bad decisions. If you don't want to be called out on it, okay, change something. And that fear is what's causing the anxiety because 
you know you done wrong. And if that's what it is, then maybe think about changing your path, your actions, okay? It is really that simple. A different approach is good for you. But your thick-ass skull sometimes might not comprehend, okay? So let's take a quick break. Let's pay some bills, and, and I just had to get that off my chest. It's been a fucking weird week, man. Vaulted is the mobile platform and app that allows investors to purchase physical gold. The gold is real and stored at the Royal Canadian Mint, or you can take physical delivery right to your home. It takes less than one minute to set up an account. Vaulted offers the lowest transaction fees and features the best cost structure in the industry. There is even an automatic savings program called Vault Plan that investors can set up to automatically purchase gold every month. Buying or selling gold is as easy as buying a stock. Sign up by clicking the link in the description. There is no minimum. There's also launch of their vaulted silver product. BTB Army can sign up to get early access to vaulted silver. Early access begins June 15th. Click on the link in our description to get in on the gold and silver market with BTB. What's up, y'all? I'm back. Um, it's hard to check Twitter and everything. It's just the same shit. I know that maybe, maybe I need to follow more people. And I've contemplated just unfollowing everyone except my kids page, right? But I'm, I always search the trends in the morning. It's the first thing I do. It's like why I watch the news. You get it direct on Twitter, right? Come across my timeline and one of my boys tweets about this girl that I guess has been made the news and he found her. He's like, boom. And wish I didn't fucking check her fucking name. But a girl from Tennessee was arrested for fucking a dog. If that ain't NSFW, I'm, I'm sorry. But bruh, like this chick actually is tweeting right now as we speak. You know, you guys have done it too and everything else and whatever. And you know, sometimes you're searching for a trend. You're wondering why someone's trending and then you wish. It's like ends up being like Ray J's dick or something or fucking whatever the fuck. Something you just wish you didn't you didn't search the trend. Why it's trending and it's just like, I was going to say his name. The fucking link comes up and it's just, there's really no preview. There's like a three second ad, a five second ad. And then sure enough, I can't believe it's on the fucking internet. This girl is butt-ass naked, letting her dog fuck her. And that moment of silence was on purpose. I'm just speechless. I'm just, and she's trying to defend herself. She's like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I had to deal with it. So BTB Army, you got to deal with it. Okay, let's, let's switch gears. All right, let's, you know, Miles, play a beat real quick just to break that up. <laughs> Give me like four bars just real quick. Boom. And we'll be right back.
Okay. That's all I needed to do to clear that shit out of my head. Fuck me up this morning. Um, Kaya this weekend was talking to one of her friends who lives in an apartment building. And she's like, dad, she lives in an apartment. And she wasn't insinuating anything bad or anything. I was like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, oh, it is? And my daughter doesn't know any better. My daughter was, Kaya was born into a nice house. In fact, London was, all my kids were born, well, London was born into a nice, cozy home. I didn't own it. And then um, we uh, were renting a loft in downtown, really, really nice loft, right? And, you know, Kai doesn't know she's a good person. To be honest, you know, I, I thought about that. And I told her, yeah, it's cool. Place looks nice, right? You know, and I'm trying to tell her, like, it doesn't matter. That's your best friend, right? You love her. You know, it's cool. I have a lot of compassion for anyone's living situation. Even when I think back when I lived in a shitty ass terrible ass apartment where I found fucking hyperdermic needles in it and whatever else was all I could afford. And even when I lived in a nice apartment or when I had a nice condo in Beverly Hills, right? Anyone living less than I am, even if it's barely and you're still living good, I'm not the one to ever shit on anyone's home. It's never been my thing. No matter how much of a fucking people, narcissist or people say I'm cocky, whatever. No, no. <laughs> I met this dude this week and said, God damn, you're a lot cooler in person. I'm like, motherfucker, because this is real life. Back to like, you know, living in an apartment or whatever. It's like, it's already hard as fuck having a child, a young child and raising them, putting them in private school and everything else. It's like, you think motherfucker wants to hear about someone like, don't be embarrassed about that shit. Hey, this is, you know, this is my situation. It, it Maybe some people don't care. Some people, but the people who do, it's like, I feel bad for motherfuckers who try to, that shitty ass, but now if someone's throwing darts at you and they ain't want to talk, then sit there, what the fuck are you talking to? I love people who are inside an entourage or they hang out or you got a girl who's whatever, she's talking all this shit because she's like, oh, that motherfucker's broken, blah, blah, whatever. I know my standards. So fuck that. Don't shit on someone because you fucking dated a rich dude or you did what, what the fuck did you do? Go out there and get your own then. I don't know. That shit just bothered me. I was just thinking about it yesterday. It was crazy. Not bothering me about Kaya. She just didn't know. And I was just glad we can teach. I'm glad I can fucking massage these kids' minds, right? Switching gears again. Everyone keeps, every fucking podcast I listen to, everyone keeps talking about the election coming up, presidential and all that. And my mind is actually blown that four years is already coming up. Because the pandemic doesn't seem that far. And I'll start getting thinking about like, damn, man. Shit, a year ago, I was taking an RV trip. We was in Cabo. Fuck, we was on a cruise. My marriage was, it seemed great. Do you know what I mean? But like, this shit is coming up. And I'll say it. We need a new goddamn president. Okay? Yeah, I voted for Biden. Why? Because I fucking hate Donald Trump. And I think 95% of the people who voted for fucking Biden did it because they hated Trump. Not because they thought he was the best president. Okay? So right now, fuck left, fuck right. They all suck. All the candidates I've seen suck. I think that Stephen A. Smith brought up a really valid point and maybe Michelle Obama should run. 
no cap, I'd vote for her. I think she'd win. I think she's a fucking classy. I think she's probably been, as far as I've been living, she's been the most amazing first lady that we ever had. Okay. Anyways, Father's Day is coming up. What is it? Uh, Looking at my calendar right now. It's two weeks away. So guys, I'm just fathers out there, dads, just prepare to get nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's the most fucking disrespectful. Like Mother's Day is crazy. You know, let's not talk about the gifts and all that types of shit, right? You know what I'm saying? In 10 plus years of being a dad, I've never got shit. And again, I'm really hard to get, to, to get a present for and everything else. I didn't get a Christmas present this year from my soon-to-be ex-wife. I didn't get a birthday present. And she asked certain things, whatever. But Father's Day, I, I never even got a goddamn polo, right? But what I will say, my kids have made me some really nice cards and I've kept all of them. And that shit means everything to me, especially I just, it means so much to me. You know, there's write on a piece of paper, it'd be a crayon or whatever. And, and, and you know what? I think about something. When I got COVID, it was fucked up because it was Christmas. And I was really, really, really aggressive about do not come to the man cave. I quarantined down there. Thank God it was all right. I was able to, I felt like shit. My mom came out. I was fucking furious at my mom because she's old and she's like, I don't care. My, you can't tell a mother what to do. And I get that part, but she's old. But I remember I caught Kaya sneaking down. She used to always sneak down when I was working or whatever. I'm like, Kaya. And she liked to scare me and surprise me. And it's just like, we have this special relationship, obviously, daddy-daughter. But I'll never forget. It was, I had it on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and all that. And there's a little stool by the first video game because I have a bunch of video games on there, arcade games. And I didn't notice until like the second or third day, my daughter would come down every day for like four or five days and she left a candy cane on the stool. And that shit just, that shit meant everything to me. And I remember like six or seven years ago, we had this Father's Day lunch at London School. I love that fucking school, man. Linda Vista Children's Center. It's the most amazing fucking school for kids. I wish that school went to fucking high school or at least to eighth grade. But London's class was like 23, 24 students, four teachers. So the amount of attention he got was amazing. And they really cared about the kids. And it was amazing. And I would, I still, up till a couple years ago, I was buying lunch for the entire school. I was getting fucking Chick-fil-A for the whole school in and out one day. And this, and I just, I remember London made me this like, this card with like, he glued some things on. He's like arts and crafts type thing. And I still got it again. I keep all that shit. And that type of shit means everything to me. I don't know. Anyways, almost missed golf this week. You know, I have my, my Monday lesson with Ron. And then my week just, my mind wasn't there. I'm fucking, I got everyone and their mother hitting me up about debts. And it's not like I, like, I used to, you know, say I'm about to put like other shit. Like, you know, like, oh, this dude's getting a divorce. We need to get the money now, blah, blah, whatever. It's like, all right, man, calm the fuck down. <laughs> These are people, especially people I've taken care of forever. And it's, I, I get it. I get it. Okay. Let me settle shit and it's all good. But on Saturday, I was uh, 
playing a video game. And I was heading out to go play golf. And London hit me and he goes, Dad, please don't go yet. He goes, can we go play a game or something? And so that delayed and everything. And um, the great thing about Angelus is you can go in a t-shirt, you can go in shorts, you can go in, they don't give a fuck. They're not the club. I mean, it's a great course. It's a great track. But they aren't like a lot of courses that make you have the belt. They make you, they need to see the, the polo tucked in and all that. So I go to Angelus and I'm on fucking fire. I don't think even in my best rounds there when I broke 80, I've never parred the first hole just off top. No practice, no hitting the range, nothing. I just was determined to get a round in. It was a beautiful day for golf. It's like the only non-gloomy day, well, at least at that time. It was kind of later. It's like 1130-ish. And I'm like, Josh, want to get a round in solo, dolo, fuck this. Parred the first hole. Right? End up one or two over after five holes. I'm playing out of my mind right now. I'm on a great pace. Running to these random dudes. And like, yo, man, you by yourself? I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, you want to play with us? And instead of playing through, it was really weird because the dude was like, you want to play with us? And I was like, fuck it. I wanted to ask, hey, man, can I see you guys swing first, blah, blah, whatever. And um, they were actually, one dude's like a four or five handicapped. The other dude is like a one- one dude played in college. One dude beat Max Homa. The other guy, I forgot who he played with, someone huge. But then he ended up trying to go, um, he ended up playing professional hockey and he got hurt, whatever, didn't play golf for a while. But both of them playing all their lives, young dudes, late 20s, early 30s. And I actually was playing pretty fucking good. We're playing a par five and um, I hit my five wood clean. Sweet spot, clean. Hit that bitch 230 yards off the deck. It was a crazy day. Then I started thinking about everyone that I love, that I trust in golf. Like, yo, don't write down the score. I can't do that shot. I love writing down the fucking score. But it got to me mentally. And I was on pace to shoot a 77. Fucked up on hole 16. Fucked up hole 17. And I, I just came so close to breaking 80. I could have just, it could have been there. But I still played damn good. I noticed one thing that I'm getting birdie looks a lot more often than I've ever have. And of course, I'm getting lots of par looks, right? You know what I'm saying? It's fucking nine pars in a round and this and that. But I'm also getting more GIRs than ever, right? My up and down game is starting to get nice. My, 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 you know, being in the bunker is nice. So it's just like, look, man. I am playing pretty much the best golf of my life right now. So I'm just fucking excited. You know, I don't know. Speaking of golf, the U.S. Open is coming up real soon. It's uh, less than two weeks away. Why am I bringing it up? It's because, uh, you know, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to be playing the Pro-Am. It's probably, it's a major. It's a PGA major, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's... um. It's crazy because, you know, LA Country Club is one of the most legendary country clubs and hasn't been there in fucking like 70 years or some shit or longer than that or something. But anyway, I'm supposed to play the pro-am, but I have some very important family business to attend to. 
And when I mean important, my life kind of depends on it. Okay, so that's a good excuse to obviously uh, miss out. But I, I really can't wait to get some of this shit past me so I can just really get back on this shit. But uh, I am going to pull up to the U.S. Open. Um, got my credentials and everything. Shout out to my agency. Um, since it is here at LACC, but damn. Again, I really am playing consistent, and my last four rounds have been, uh, what, 81, 80, 83. Well, Riviera doesn't, fuck, no, it does count, 97. But I'm talking about, that's like a tough course, and motherfuckers can't even break 110 there. Again, I just need to set all the bullshit so I can, like, you know, get back into it. Well, I actually focus on getting off of this country club's waiting list that I've been on for a year so I could have a home course and obviously, again, this is what I do for a living. So, you know, I just want to just be on it. Friday night, couldn't go to sleep. Just could not go to sleep. It was, uh, Friday was a tough day. Friday was a heartbreaking day for me. Friday night, I started driving around like, yeah, I, like I got a brand new car. You know, you get a brand new car when you're like fucking 17 or 18. And I want to talk about that in a second too, but. I broke my intermittent fasting, which I haven't done, not, not for real. Just driving around aimlessly around everywhere. So I pull up to Bob's Big Boy, legendary spot in Toluca Lake. And I should have got a fucking burger and fries and everything else. I didn't want to go that deep, but I got an ice cream sundae and it was fucking good. And that burger, man, fuck. You know, it, it just fucking A, man. And there was like a hot rod show, usually Friday nights. There's also some kind of shit. It was packed. It was packed as a motherfucker. I got it to go. But I was talking to my boy whose son is about to be 16. We're talking about licenses. And I think they changed it to 18. So you get a permit now from 16 and it's provisional. You got to have somebody 25 in the car till you're 18. And I really thought about that shit. Like back when I was 16, I remember we would go fucking drive to Inglewood, to the Forum, downtown, wherever you fucking name it. And it's just like at 16, you, you go park, you go to a Dodger game, whatever, Lakers, and just, you get excited to get your license. It's like now, I know this dude. And he's about to be 16. I couldn't imagine him going to Dodger Stadium and parking the car. I don't know, it's just, that shit kind of frightens me and it's sad. You know, like London will be 16 in five years and I just think about him. It, it's like, damn, it's a lot. I don't know, I'd just be paranoid. It's just fucking weird. But anyways, Everyone from my sister to my attorney to all kinds of people, like they're worried about my weight. And it's just like, yo, I'm here by purpose again. And fuck, I had lunch at the California Club in downtown, had a burger, had fucking pasta, had mac and cheese, had fried chicken, had fried rice, had whatever. I, like I eat, but I did break that fast and it's all good and fuck it. Speaking of eating, goddamn, my boy Cole, had a party at his crib. Mind you, this dude has a fucking massive mansion. Great. Love going there. Love. He's got like quarter million dollars or more than that, right? In koi fish. I love going there and feeding him and shit. And it's always crazy. He always has. But he's been having a lot of barbecues lately. And when he has barbecue, he has carne asada, fucking um, al pastor, chicken, fucking mac and cheese, like crazy, like five cheese mac and cheese and burgers and franks and links and fucking... Um, shrimp and all kinds of shit. And it was, less Lakers were there. It was, I've never seen more 
fucking fake titties and BBLs and fucking lip injections in my life. It just kind of made me sick. And it was just like, I actually ended up hanging out with his son instead. And we just, and it just, everyone else is having a good time. And it just, my mind wasn't there. And I felt bad because I ate a gang of food. He got Hanson's cake and was like, fuck this. I'm about to go in. And I went in. The thing is, stop eating at 8.30. So, it, you know, um, was chilling. And my mind just was, like, again, I just was, I was like, yo, man, last time I was there at his crib, it was one of the worst days um, that I've had. And um, I said, fuck it. He only lives three miles away from Dave & Buster's. So I went to DMB to try to kill some time. I go there. As soon as I walk into the fucking Sanity Mall, I get, like, three or four people hit me up. Hey, what's up, man? Can we get a pic? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's get a picture. Cool. Go inside Dave & Buster's, go into the Winter Circles, and, you know, grab some shit from my kids and it was fucking funny sidebar some stupid fucking person who knows me very well was like oh now that you know you and Nick are getting a divorce it seems like you know you treat the kids better and you're getting them more gifts and this and that <laughs> I told you I don't show a lot of my personal life on social media or talk about it on the pod Blind motherfuckers can see that I have spoiled all three of my kids extremely. And in fact, I realized I spent more money last year on Ryder's birthday, including the party, double than I did this year. This is fucking birthday a couple weeks ago. Anyways, once Dave and Buster's played some games, trying to catch a vibe. Really, I was just trying to kill more time. This is Saturday night. I just went home. Just couldn't fucking, I couldn't deal. I was just, I was just out of it. Sunday was actually an amazing day though. Picked up the kids. Went straight to Universal Studios. You know, got the Express Unlimited Pass. Um, Super Mario World was just too fucking crazy. Park was sold out. It was perfect weather. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It's just like when you're walking around that much, it just fucking sucks when it's just so. And you know the kids, they can only walk so much. It just. But we did. We were last time we were there. We were fucking there from like 10 a.m. until like 6, 7 p.m. It was crazy. We were there for a grip. We took a break, went to the city walk, and came back and went on some rides. But it was lit. It was a good time. Really, really good quality time. And um. We've done a ton of shit, but this was this was much needed. Um, we didn't do the tram, the tour, but it was crazy because we tried to sneak on to Harry Potter because Kaya was right there. There was a kid that was on there or whatever, and she was down. She just wanted to be with me, but um, we couldn't go, so London had to go. And, you know, they do like a, what they, they put you with the group, and London's already five feet tall, might be five one, and he's fucking, super fucking tall for ten. And, um, you know, went to Cletus's Chicken Shack and the Krusty Burger and the churros and the fucking pretzels and all the, the junk. And they had a Hello Kitty store there, so Kyle was in heaven. You know, we just had a great time. And the boys were like, yo, let's just go back to the house. And I was like, for real? You don't want to stay till later? It's like, nah. And it was 5 o'clock. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. I was thinking we're going to eat at, you know, Buca de Peppa or something or whatever. But they wanted me to cook. So I was like, fuck it. Made dinner. 
And it was crazy because this was the first time that, you know, usually one person wants one thing, other two kids want something. She's usually been that way. But all three of them want different things. And I thought about it. I was like, yo, I got no choice. They got to eat. Like, I got to do this. And I was tired as shit. Okay. So I made dinner for the kids. I've been making dinner for them every time I see them. But let me tell you guys. People who know me, watch my close friend stories, people on my private page, they don't know who the fuck I am right now. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know who the fuck I am right now. This is crazy, okay? I made Ryder a southern fried chicken sandwich with ciabatta bread. Made him three of them. That little motherfucker eat, right? Made me and Kaya gluten-free spaghetti with vodka sauce. I put a little bit of melted cheese in there. Shit was incredible. It was really good. And then, of course, London wanted mac and cheese. We had to go with the Annie's organic. And again, I'm just in shock. And I think my kids are actually really happy and in shock. And I can't wait to make them breakfast, you know, and, and get my pancake shit going. to do all the basic stuff. You know, this past Wednesday, I took my fourth cooking lesson. Um, shout out to my girl, Jordan. And again, man, people hit me up. Like I got so many people hit me up on DMs. Like, yo, bro, what the fuck? It's crazy. And then thank God my kids, you know, are pretty picky and basic shit. But it's crazy, man. It was it was dope. I'm just looking forward to the summertime with the kids and and, and hitting up, you know, San Diego and the zoo and fucking Legoland and San Francisco. I want to take them to Great America, actually, in Santa Clara. Is that shit still even open? I don't know. But um, real quick, man, I was checking out that Yeezys dropped again and it was a big deal and people are sold out here and there then i went to StockX. was like yo there's a couple things that are going over market but everything else is going like why would you buy something right then and there for 115 dollars or 200 dollars, and then sell it for less i'm just my and then again StockX takes a percentage you really just you just lose what the fuck is i actually people are still actually wearing yeezys all right i'm done with that i actually found something Finally, fucking good to watch. And it's from boy Sam Levinson who, who created and directed Euphoria. Or the show is still going on, I'm pretty sure. And the show is called The Idol. It's been heavily promoted, I'm sure people know. But I was like, yo, this shit's high. And I expect that from Sam. You know what I mean? It stars The weekend, and it's definitely worth watching. I don't want to talk any much more about it. It's, just, it's definitely worth watching. And you know what? I think I did mention this on the show before. I don't know how the fuck I got direct TV in my other house, which I still have my other house, but um, because they had wireless cable boxes, but then there's like the bridge, there's this and that, and we have fucking six bedrooms and all this other shit. It was just, a, and that wasn't a flex. I'm just saying, it's just a fucking hassle. And then when the weather's really bad, if it's rain, then direct TV gets fucked up. And then I hate cable boxes. You got to do all this other shit. There's always some, oh, this doesn't work. Fuck all that. I have to say Hulu is amazing. Okay, now that they have live TV and shit, because it has everything that I need as far as live TV. And I don't need to worry about cable boxes or satellites or any of that shit. So I don't know how the fuck cable companies are going to stay in business unless they go fully wireless. And it's amazing because I'm connected direct Ethernet in the main living room and in the master bedroom. And it's amazing. It, it really is. I got a PS5 and the kids in the boys' uh, gaming room and stuff and everything. And it's like, Having Ethernet is just such a difference. But just 
having, you know, ESPN, the local channel news, having the golf channel, having TNT and other basic shit. It's like, dude, Hulu is the fucking move. I wish I knew just it's like what, 65 bucks, whatever. It's way fucking better than having direct TV. Okay. And on that note, we're gonna end the show. Guys, I am trying to get it together. I again a little bit day by day. I'm I'm, I'm getting it feeling a little bit normal, more normal. Right. But I'm again, I'm taking it minute by minute. Eventually I'll get hour to hour and then we'll get back to, you know, where I'm motherfucking back back. But I feel good. Have my moments. But I hope everyone has a great week. And um, I will start thinking about popping up and doing like 25 minute episodes randomly through the week. I don't know. But guys, again, make it a great day. Make it a great week. Look, no matter what I said about the recession and stuff, there is paper out there. Go put your name on some. All right. I will see you back Monday. I love y'all. Shout out to my man, Lakey Lake. He always blesses us with the beats. All right, y'all. I'm out. Peace. Peace.